Hey, Glassers, all of you in quarantine. It's Bria. Just letting you know that uh, we had a little bit of a sound issue because we are recording these in different places at first, but we quickly resolve it, so stick in there. Um, and we are working this out and figuring it out as we go. You're listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm author, filmmaker, and in self quarantiner Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Bria Grant, actress, filmmaker, and e-reader, here from the studio. This episode, I am not. Speed read, <laughs> exactly. Uh, we are doing this long distance. I just watched Mallory take a swig of bourbon. It's going to be the uh, first episode where I get to drink bourbon. That's the only good part about all of this. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, well, this episode, we learn how to speed read and talk about whether or not it's fucking worth it. <laughs> but first, what are you reading, Bria? Well, I'm in quarantine. I made the suggestion that we shouldn't even do it. You said, we're reading so many books right now, we should talk about them. It's true. <laughs> um, I haven't read that many books, but I did just finish Sean and McGuire's new Book in the Wayward Tr- Children's series called Come Tumbling Down. Oh, I know you were super um, stoked about that. Yeah, I love it. I'm I'm a super fan of this series. And this books are all really short. So if you're like a person who's scared of a series... Don't be. You could read all of them in the amount of time it takes to read a, a one book, I think. Um, and this they're novellas, continue- right? Yeah, they're all novellas. Um, and this one kind of revisits some characters that are established early in the series. Um, two twins. Uh, two twins. Twins. I guess twins are always in twos. Uh, twi- <laughs> two twins, twins would be four identical people. Four identical <laughs> twins. Uh, Terrifying. What are those called? Quadruplets? Yes. Yes, not those, just twins, <laughs> uh, named Jack and Jill, and they're part of this, they live, so the whole thing about the Wayward Children series is, is all these children who go through some sort of magical closet or um, wardrobe or something like that, and then they get spit back into the real world, and then they're like, wow, the real, real world's fucking lame, and they have to go live at, um, go live at this school together because they're all trying to like recover from what it's like to not live in the world that they feel like they should be living in and this takes us back into the world where jack and jill originally were um if you haven't picked up the series i would suggest it it's great it's great escapism um if you have this is a perfect one and it revisits a bunch of characters but not without i i couldn't remember some of them just because my memory is not great and um it re-explained who they were and that was great and jack and jill are really interesting because like they're twins, but one is supposed to be a mad scientist, and the other one wants to be a vampire. So it's this whole I mean, whole thing about them. Goals. That's what we should have. That's what we should have wanted to be when we were kids. I wanted to be a dog. I mean, that, you look. You have to have goals. <laughs> <laughs> Being a dog is also a goal. <laughs> what are you reading, Molly? Uh, I am reading a book that I am absolutely in love with. Uh, do you remember last year I fell in love with that YA book, uh, Dig by A. S. King? Oh yeah. Uh-huh. So you know, I normally don't read that much YA because. A lot of YA has a lot of feelings and it's like normally too much for me. But I had this, I've had this weird experience where, you know, we're living in this like dystopian nightmare world right now. And being in a YA character's head is strangely soothing to me because teenagers mm-hmm. are just like experiencing everything on 10 all the time. And I'm in this like really anxious, crazy state and reading like being in the mind of a teenager kind of makes me feel normal in a way. 
If that makes I sense. I can see that. So I, yeah. I got a really, I got a hankering for some YA. So I ordered from Book Moon, uh, this book also by A.S. King called Please Ignore Vera Dietz. And it is fucking incredible. It is about this teenage girl. She's 17 years old. She's a pizza delivery driver. And her very best friend since childhood has just died. Uh, except that she absolutely hated him when they di- when he died. They were not speaking to each other, and she is carrying this big secret about his death that she hasn't told anybody yet. And she's trying to figure out how to, how to A, come to terms with his death, B, come to terms with the fact that she was mad at him, and C, forgive him for everything and decide to, like, clear his name and tell this secret. It is... So good. It's a little bit weird because every A.S. King book is like a little bit weird. Like there, there are certain chapters that are from his point of view as the dead kid. There are certain chapters that are from the point of view of like this gazebo in town. And then it, she is really, it's so, so good. So that is Please Ignore Vera Dietz by A.S. King. And mine is uh, Come Tumbling Down by Sean and McGuire. Sean, are you reading anything? Sean is here in the studio also because he works here. <laughs> um, so... He is still here. He is reading something. Do you want to talk? You don't want to talk in this microphone, do you? Okay, he's reading Love and Ruin, Tales of Obsession, Danger, and Heartbreak. From the what? The Atavist Magazine. Atavist Magazine. Okay. Sounds like a nice light read during quarantine. Oh. Oh. Okay, so it's it's featuring, um, it's uh, articles featuring the American Hippopotamus. And 52 Blue. So wait, is this, they're real articles. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, sorry, Sean doesn't want to get, we only have one microphone set up, but Sean doesn't <laughs> want to get close to me. <laughs> uh, all right, well, great. Uh, so we want to take a moment to share some listener wheelhouses. Uh, Kaylee's is books that focus on an obscure craft or food making, uh, fantasy with dragons not being the bad guys, an animal transformation and shape-shifting, unique and complicated magic systems, a sassy protagonist that talks back, cities most YA books (laughs) naturalist zoologists and old-timey Victorian museums especially if there's also a mythical creature element and world history being altered by a fantastic element oh yeah I like that too Um, another wheelhouse is Kelsey's which is fallen civilizations overtaken by nature rebuilding a fallen civilization from the pieces left behind (laughs) basically that one and then it's sequel Um, (laughs) queer romances that actually feel real unfamiliar cultures both real and completely made up, fantasies set in non-old English settings, unreliable narrators, strong female characters, especially when the strength is internal and learned over time through the story, magical, magic systems that have more going on than you can see on the surface. And now Beth wrote in with an audio thought. An audio thought. That's what she called it, which I like that. Hi, Glassers. This is Beth calling in from New York. I'm calling in regarding the dump that book episode. I feel like one of the reasons that I, for a long time, was incapable of stopping a book I wasn't enjoying was because of all the positive reinforcement I got in grade school for finishing a book. Um, English or literature or reading class was the one subject that I was really good at with almost no effort. So when the teacher was like, yeah, you did a good job, you finished the book, that, uh, you know, rewarded my pleasure center, as it were, in my brain. So then as an adult, I was still kind of locked into that thing of like, oh, but if you finish the book, someone will tell you you've done a good job. Or like, you'll be able to take the accelerated reader test and get some points and help the class earn a pizza party and then people will like you. I don't know if you guys had 
accelerated reader, but accelerated reader can go kick rocks. Um, I'm really glad I've started listening to your show because as you point out, I'm going to die before I finish all those books. And also, no one's going to congratulate me for finishing a book. I mean, maybe if a friend of mine read it too, but ain't going to happen. Thanks for listening and see you later. Hey there, Glassers. Quick bookmark from the quarantine. Mallory and I are going to do another Instagram live stream uh, for a short story. It worked out so well a couple weeks ago, we thought we would do it again. And this time we're doing another free short story. It is called Six Months, Three Days by Charlie Jane Anders, uh, past guest of the show. And you can find it on tour.com for free. We'll put a link in the show notes and we'll put a link on this week's uh, blog page. And we can link it uh, all the places that you might think to look. Um, But tune in for that. We will be talking about it on our Instagram live on the 20th of April at 5 p.m. Pacific. Again, the story is Six Months, Three Days by Charlie Jane Anders. It's a story I really like. Um, It it involves uh, seeing into the future. It involves romance. It is lovely sci-fi romantic shit, y'all. So um, tune in. April 20th. Talk to you then. Reading Glasses is supported in part by Book of the Month. Wow, can we think of a better advertiser for Reading Glasses? We are so happy that they have bought some ad time on our on our show. Um, Book of the Month. Looking to find new interesting reads? We know you are. Book of the Month is a curated book subscription that offers five new and early releases a month, mostly from debut and up-and-coming authors. The editorial team vets their books from hundreds a month, choosing the best across genres. That is exactly what y'all are looking for, and we know it. Their recent notable picks include Writers and Lovers by Lily King, The Girl with the Louding Voice by Abby DeRay, which I'm looking forward to reading, Dear Edward by Anne Napolitano, Long Bright River by Liz Moore, and The Water Dance by Ta-Nehisi Coates. That is a buzzy book. Each month, you can choose up to three books, or you can choose to skip just in case something comes up. Try it today. And get your first book for just $9.99 with the code GLASSES. Just go to bookofamonth.com, choose your book, and enter code GLASSES. GLASSES. I did it because Mallory wasn't here. Happy reading, y'all. Just want to say, this is a great great offer. $9.99. Y'all are sitting at home. Code GLASSES. Bookofthemonth.com. Do it. Welcome back to Fireside Chat on KMAX. With me in studio to take your calls is the dopest duo on the West Coast, Oliver Wong and Morgan Rhodes. Go ahead, caller. Hey, uh, I'm looking for a music podcast that's insightful and thoughtful, but like also helps me discover artists and albums that I've never heard of. Yeah, man. Sounds like you need to listen to Heat Rocks every week. Myself and I'm Morgan Rhodes, and my co-host here, Oliver Wong, talk to influential guests about a canonical album that has changed their lives. Guests like Moby, Open Mike Eagle, talking about albums by Prince, Joni Mitchell, and so much more. Yo, what's that show called again? Heat Rocks, deep dives into hot records. Every Thursday on Maximum Fun. This week, it's all about speed reading. What is it? What does speed reading mean? Is it worth it to learn how to do? And will it help you with your TBR list? 
So first off, speed reading is just a series of techniques that help you read faster. And we're going to be talking about print reading and e-reading, but remember, you can listen to audiobooks faster too. You can just up the fucking speed on that boy. Uh, there's a couple apps that make e-reading faster, like Spritz that we've reviewed, but you currently can't use them on e-readers. So we're talking about like techniques you can use, not apps. Um, Mallory, do you listen to your audiobooks on sped up speed? I do. I, I generally at least listen to them on 1.25. So I guess then mm-hmm. that, that is, that's always speed reading, right? Yeah, I do 1.25 also. I, I think it also helps that you and I just talk really fast. So we're used to operating at that speed. Uh, And also, so we just taught ourselves these techniques from YouTube videos and articles. Uh, You can take speed reading classes, though. Uh, Obviously not right now when we're all in uh, social distancing. Uh, Although if you're looking for something to pass your time, this could be a good, this could be a good way, something to do. I think they have web courses that you can buy, but we just taught ourselves um but if you are interested in one of those courses our friend ross blotcher uh from the oh no ross and carrie podcast went uh to a speed reading course for an episode of oh no ross and carrie and i really really recommend that you listen to it there's a link to it in the show notes it's a really great episode it's really interesting uh so bria what did you think of speed reading well we can get into it as we talk about the various techniques but um overall it did not work well for me um, I can see its uses, but for me, it took some enjoyment out of things, which we can get into. How, how did you feel? It felt like I was, I had made a cake and then swallowed it whole. Like, mm-hmm. like, you know, in the cartoons when people like are really, really hungry and they just take a sub and sandwich and just like, <laughs> feed it into their mouth whole and like just swallow it like a, like a, like a lizard or something. That's what right, yeah, 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 yeah. speed reading on, yeah. made me feel. It felt like I wasn't enjoying, like I, I felt exactly like you. I felt like I wasn't enjoying any of it. Um, so I kind of hate it, <laughs> but yeah. There's, I think it's, there are some techniques that have some value. So let's, let's go through, we, me and Bria read a bunch of articles, watched a bunch of lessons and sort of distilled it down into a handful of techniques. And the first one is don't sub vocalize. And that means like a lot of people, when you, when we read, uh, at least when you're e-reading or like on a print, using a print book, you're actually kind of saying the words in your head. You're reading, you're basically narrating to yourself in your head. And their first tip is to don't do that. You can chew gum or you can listen to music in the background to distract yourself, but you're not, you're supposed to stop doing that. Uh, did you figure this one out, Bria? No, I could not make this work. Um, I tried to listen to music. I don't love gum, so I did not try the gum. Um, I could not figure it out. I felt like the problem was once I was like, don't sub-vocalize, I was only sub-vocalizing. Like, I could not think about it. Yeah. Um, and so it was very hard for me. I guess I sub-vocalize all the time. I'm not sure. But it was like one of those things where I was just like, this does not, this does not work, at least for me. That it doesn't work. And maybe it's something you could train yourself to do over time, but it's not the kind of thing you could just start doing immediately. I think that, like, this is just my habit when I read. Were you able to make it work? I actually, weirdly enough, already don't do this. Um, I just, like, I, I just don't, it doesn't happen when I read. I guess I read really fast. But the thing that bothered me is once I started thinking about not doing it, I started to do it. Uh, yeah. And then, weirdly, also, when I was doing all the other techniques after this, I started sub-vocalizing. I think to keep my, yeah. like, I think when you're you're pushing your brain to go really fast, I'm, like, was trying to, like, the way that my brain was trying to keep track of everything was by sub-vocalizing, and then I couldn't right. turn it off. I, although I will say, I think um, 
I, well, I, the thing is, so I already listen to music when I read, but I do think the music did help when I was doing the other techniques and sub-vocalizing. Um, I listened to a bunch of movie scores and that helped me a little bit. That's what I also tried to listen to is movie scores and it did not help. I, I found that I was sub-vocalizing because I was having trouble paying attention, but I also read in silence. So like... Yeah, having the music on the background was like, oh, it's just like one more distraction. And like overall, we can go through all of them. But for like, what I found in general was I was like, oh, you're just trying to keep yourself from getting distracted. That's what it is, right? Like yeah. that's like kind of the key to speed reading. It's not like there's like some like, I personally don't think there's some like magic, like I'm a speed reader. It's just like you pay perfect attention instead of letting your mind wander or like not pay attention to Because people are often like, you know, I just reread a thing over and over again. And like, yeah, yeah that, that's what happens. And that's what it's trying to keep you from doing essentially. Yeah. So what's, All right, what's the next one, Mallory? The next one is using your finger or a piece of paper or something to guide your reading. And so like, you know, the way I imagine like trying to describe it to people it's like you know when you're first learning how to read and there's like a little animation of like a little finger going from word to word that's what you're doing in real life you're following along um and then the follow the bouncing ball kind of thing yes and the next stage up from this is going really fast like making your finger like zoom across the page and Mm -hmm. so Bria did did this help you at all this does sort of work for me. I picked up this technique when I was in graduate school, actually. This is something they other graduate students would tell you, especially if you're reading nonfiction and you're trying to get through it and it's just like a lot of information and it's just like a lot of pages. Um, doing that or doing the piece of paper technique, yeah, where you hold a piece of paper and you're basically like taking in one line at a time, sort of. Yeah. So just going down the page. Um, it does work and it keeps you on task. I just find it a little irritating, personally. <laughs> but it did, it kept, it, it was more just like, oh my God, like I don't want to run in my finger back and forth and across this page. It's just kind of annoying. Yeah. Um, but yes, I do find that this works a little bit. What about for you? I do, actually, I think this was the most helpful of all of the tips. Uh, so I used a piece of paper because I just like, I felt weird with my finger. Just like, it was just- What's an- wrong with your finger? It was just annoying. <laughs> Yeah, it's irritating to just keep doing it over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I just felt weird. Like, like, it just made me feel like a weirdo. I didn't like it. But I used used a piece of paper, and I actually found that having one line viewable at a time really worked for me. And I think for me, my brain is so desperate to know what's happening next that I can't help but, like, try to look ahead. I actually do this sometimes when, especially if I'm reading a thriller, and, like, it's at the final page, and you're like, oh, you're finding out who the murderer is. Like, my brain will, like, I will, my will without me like knowing it look ahead to the bottom of the page because I want to know so badly so I'll cover it up with my hand um so I think this was really really super helpful and just like because I think if you're distracted and you're like looking like doing that thing where you're reading the same sentence over and over again having just one line viewable at a time it's like the only thing your brain can focus on I think it was really really helpful totally I totally agree with that yeah um so the next one is this is my least favorite (laughs) is to read the first and last paragraphs and skim the middle. This is actual advice. Yeah, I fucking hated this one. What it yeah. did what what do you think, Bria? Oh, I mean, I didn't get it cuz I it, well, in part I think because I'm an e-reader and I read with a really large font and so like my pages are all one paragraph pretty much. So like it's like even uh like I would never know when the last one is so this would only really work for a physical book anyway i believe unless you read your e-reader on little tiny font which i don't because i have bad eyes um but 
I don't even understand this one. What, what, what do you think? I, I, this is the part that I really, really hate it. And I understand it's based on the, like the idea and you can do it within individual paragraphs too. Just like read the first sentence, read the last sentence, skim the middle. But the general idea is that, you know, the first sentence, the first paragraph of the first sentence introduces the idea and the last paragraph or the last sentence sums it up. So then just like, you can kind of get the gist of it and then just skim sure, the Sure, for nonfiction, though, specifically, I think. I think yeah. for fiction, I mean, so I will say we did use this at also in graduate school mm-hmm. uh, where you would, if I would, could not get through a book or I, like, had to have it, re- like, read by tomorrow, I would read the first and the last paragraph and then basically go read a Wikipedia page. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, like, and so it does work for nonfiction. I just think with fiction, it's not really possible, feasible. Uh, I mean, you could kind of do it. I, I will do this, you know, if I really want to know the end of the book but don't feel like actually reading it and I, like, power skim something, this is how I kind of power skim because you can just kind of get the gist of what's happening. I think if mm. you're going to do this, you should just, like, read at least the first couple of chapters so you know... Because I tried to do this with fiction, um, like, from starting out. And, and it was difficult because if you start out and you don't know all the characters, you're very confused. But if you start doing this halfway through a book and you know all the names of everything, then you can kind of, it's a, it's a little bit easier. Uh, I do this a lot when I research for work. Um, if yeah. I'm, and, and like, it, that works fine. But for fun reading, it like sucks all the joy out of it. You're just like ringing. Yeah, you're missing out on the prose. Yeah, you're ringing it out essentially and just like distilling it down into just like the you know, the proper nouns. And I, I absolutely fucking hated it. It felt like I was just like laser beaming the, the gist of a book into my brain. And like that, while that's really helpful while I'm reading 200 fucking books for my next uh, nonfiction book, uh, it isn't very, I mean, it's helpful if you're trying to power through something, but it doesn't make anything, it's, it sucks all the joy out. Yeah. I mean, well, we can get to our conclusions about speed reading, but yes, that is that is exactly how I felt. Um, the last little tip that um, that we found was to read phrases and not words. So essentially, like it's almost like you're going down the middle of the page and you read as groups, if that makes sense. Yeah, this um, was very. What do you think? This was I couldn't figure out how to do this. This was extremely confusing. I tried. I tried last night, like to to read phrases, not words, and I just like I think because I have it was just like so different from my normal reading that I couldn't break out of it. It was just like learning how to ride a bike differently or like learning how to write with yeah. my different, my, like my non-dominant hand. I just like couldn't figure out how to do it. What it did, but you, you could do it, right? I, I can, it does take a little bit of the joy out of reading, but I can go down, especially if I'm in a hurry, I can go down the middle of a page and read it like that. Like I can literally just go down the middle and go all the way through. Um, I can't with really dense writing, but I I can sort of do it. I just like I don't I don't know. Apparently that's how we sort of read anyway. We yeah. kind of read like you can if you don't have dyslexia, you can read a word even if the letters are all scrambled because we don't actually read you know, we don't sound out P L A Y. We see like the P and the Y and we you know what I mean? Like yeah. we kind of like read it all together. But yeah, so I can do this. Um I will say it takes a little bit of the joy out of the reading though. I it's more of like if I'm like trying to finish a book or if the book if the writing is pretty simple, I can do it and I can kind of get the whole whole meaning. But again, it's like uh I just have I have to be able to pay attention really well. Well, so what is your overall conclusion about speed reading? This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I did not like this at all. I um, uh, I just feel like 
there's no point in blasting through your TBR list if you're not going to enjoy any of it. You know what I mean? Like, I I think most speed reading techniques make reading not enjoyable. Most speed reading techniques are for blasting through a book and and they're not for sitting down and enjoying something. And honestly, I feel like if someone, because we get a lot of listener feedback about this and people email us asking what we think about speed reading and how how they can learn how to speed read and if they think it's worth it. I think a couple of these techniques might help. Like if you're a really slow reader, following along on the page with a piece of paper or your finger is really, is is helpful. Uh, Honestly though, I think just reading more often will make you naturally eventually read faster because you're doing it a lot. Uh, The classical music thing you can try, uh, you know, movie scores, both of us, I think are probably the best way to start. Um, You know, and if you're so such a slow reader that you don't like, it makes reading not enjoyable for you and it's making you frustrated. You could try some of these things uh, but dump all the other things, the skimming, the reading the first and last paragraph. Uh, you know, if you're if you're researching, it's one thing. But if you're trying to get through your TBR pile because there's so many books you want to read, there's no point. You know, it's like if I yeah, I think you're taking I, the fun out of it. Yeah, it's like me buying a really nice bottle of bourbon and then just chugging it. Like there's no yeah. Point I think you're taking. It. I think that's part of it. Definitely. I think I think for me, it's like it's about paying attention more. Like we just like. That's what all of these techniques are. With the exception of the reading first and last paragraph and skimming, I feel like that one's just, like, terrible advice. That one I feel like you should throw right in the garbage, personally. Um, (laughs) I do think that all of them are about, like, hey, you're just not paying attention when you read. Try these techniques to help you keep focused. And, like... There's some ways I'm I can do that. Like I I can pay more attention and probably not sub vocalize or something like that if I am in like an environment that's very quiet. I have no distractions and I don't have that much on my mind. That's not real really where we are right now. I doubt anyone's home is very quiet and I think we all have a lot on our minds. Yeah. So I, I think it's kind of a I I don't know. I know we're not rating this. I also just wanna say this side note. I feel like people who advocate for speed reading are like kind of <laughs> Not people that I I am personally drawn to. <laughs> it's like people who are like, you get up in the morning, you take an ice bath, you do 4,000 push-ups, that's how you start your day, and then you speed read 75 books, and then you make a nice healthy breakfast <laughs> of 72 eggs, and they're all raw, and, and you, you have put no them friends. In, a, in a juicer along with 14 bags of kale, and then you start your day and hopefully... You have no family and no one relies on you and uh And you have no friends. Yeah. And that and listen, uh this is how you do if you want to be an entrepreneur. Like that's what it feels like to me. Yeah. It's like a very like I think the des- I can understand, you know, this desire to like, oh, I want to read more. I want to get mo- through more books. And d- we all feel like that. But I think if you are struggling with, you know, feeling like that you have too many books to read. I think you should try to focus on find, carving out more time of your day to read instead of reading faster. This isn't like reading CrossFit, you know? You shouldn't, you can't like crunch all of your reading time into like 15 minutes a day and read, you know, a thousand page, thousand words a minute and you'll be good. Just like use Twitter less. I don't know, like find some other, like we're all at home, we're all looking at the internet all the time now. Carve a little bit of time out of that day, even just a half an hour, and try to focus that on reading instead of, you know, scrolling CNN and wanting to cry. Although that's also fine if that's what you need to be doing. Yeah, if that's, what you, if that's what you CNN need, all day. you know, we're, we're, all, we're all in this together right now, but I feel like your time is, pro- if you're struggling with your TBR, the, it's, it's all about the the quality of your reading time the quality of the words not the quantity of the words 
Yeah, and if you're having trouble paying attention, I mean, figure out what you need to do for that. Like, if do you need to find a quiet space? Are you reading books that you don't actually like? Like, yeah. find a book that you actually are invested in and engaged in. Because I often find the books I'm not paying attention to are the ones that I'm like, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not into them. Yeah, I went through. Remember, the beginning of this year, I went through this huge book slump, and I was having a really hard time, and I couldn't. It felt like I was just really sluggish and couldn't get into anything. And then the past couple of weeks, I mean, the ol- truly the only good thing about this horrible nightmare we're in right now is that I have managed to find a bunch of really good books, and I like. You know, I've just been inhaling them because I want to read them. That's great. Uh, So you can send your thoughts on speed reading to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. And before we review some book tech, we're going to take a quick break. Listen, I'm a hotshot Hollywood movie producer. You have until I finish my glass of kombucha to pitch me your idea. Go. All right. It's called Who Shot Ya, a movie podcast that isn't just a bunch of straight white dudes. I'm Ify Whitey the new host of the show and a certified BBN. BBN? Buff black nerd. I'm Alonzo Duraldi, an elderly gay and legit film critic who wrote a book on Christmas movies. I'm Drea Clark, a loud white lady from Minnesota. Each week, we talk about a new movie in theaters and all the important issues going on in the film It's like Guess Who's Coming to Dinner meets Cruising. And if it helps seal the deal, I can flex my muscles while we record each episode. I'm sorry, this is a podcast? I'm a movie producer. How did you get in here? Iffy, quick, start flexing. Bicep, lats, chest. Who shot you? Dropping every Friday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now let's look at some book tech advances and bookish technology. This week we have more gifts from listeners. And because me and Bria are apart from each other, we're going to be reviewing two separate things this week. Uh, the first one, they're, both of these are actually from our Amazon wish list. And so Bria, where did this, where did the, the uh, thing that you are reviewing come from? Um, oh, first of all, I added more shit to our Amazon wish, wish list. I don't know if Amazon is delivering right now to Los Angeles. Um, they were going to do only essential items. But I added a bunch of snacks. So if you are wanting to support, I also went on there and added clothes. Not like clothes, like just like, you know, socks. Although I did add socks, but like I added like bookish socks. And we'll review that shit if you send it to us. I'll review those snacks while I'm in quarantine. Just letting you know. Um, okay, <laughs> this the first is really, one we got. This whole podcast has been a slow buildup to <laughs> Bria getting free snacks. This has been the longest con It's a long con. It's a three-year long con. Um, All right. This first one we got with a very special note. The note says, 2020's hottest book tech fashion trend for Mallory's next lakeside retreat or Bria's Bulgarian adventures. P.S. Love the book bird episode idea. Also wolves, mice, dragons. So many possibilities from the Olegite book club. I hope I'm saying that right. Olegite. I think it's Olegite. Um, This is, here's what it was. It was a headline, and I'll take a photo of myself Bria in this headline. Bria made me headlamp. laugh so hard about this last night that I almost, I, me and Jeremy were laying in bed, and we were, like, the light was out, and we had already, like, gone to sleep, and I burst out laughing about it again because it is so funny to me. Okay, so this is essentially, like, this is a headlamp, the kind that you put around your head. I'll take a photo of myself on it. Um, and you put around your head, like, in a tight band, like the kind you might imagine on a spelunker, um, <laughs> and it has... Um, a light on the front that you can just click on. And you can adjust the angle on it a little bit, right? You can adjust the angle, and it has one, uh, a real bright, a, a kind of bright red, 
and then blinking red and regular. Um, so that's the description of this product. It can fit any head size. It's adjustable. And I'm going to say, this is the brightest light <laughs> in the entire world. <laughs> it is like being on the sun. <laughs> if <laughs> What I personally need is a book light to, you know, turn on in the middle of the night uh, in case when I wake up in the middle of the night and not wake, I disturb my partner, right? Um, but if I turn this on, it is basically it would be like blasting music and jumping on the bed. I it just is had the this, brightest like, light I've ever seen. I had this image in my head of you in the waking up in the middle of the night and turning this headlamp on when you want to read and John just being incinerated like that scene from Indiana Jones. <laughs> just like, no. yeah. If he was a vampire, he would just turn to dust. Um... It is like it is like being on the sun. I will say it's a good light for reading in the following places. The middle of the vastness of space. Uh, a black hole. Anywhere where there's the pure absence of light. It is so goddamn bright. I cannot believe how bright this light is. When it, Okay, here's the thing. I was in a room that was fully lit. I put it on. I turned it on. And John was like, Jesus Christ, turn that off. So it was like brighter than light. That's so funny. <laughs> it is It is useful for many things. If you, like I said, spelunking. Uh, you could wear it on a set. I've worn things like this, you know, when it's like really dark. You're on a night shoot. Uh, camping, maybe. Um, uh, if you were outside <laughs> doing yard work in the middle of the night when this moon was not out. <laughs> Hunting vampires, running from Away a werewolf. Away from the city where you can't have any light. I don't know. This is the brightest light I've ever seen. I think I added this to our list because I was like, well, it'd be cool to have a uh, a book light that you didn't have to, like, attach to anything. I that was my theory. I have two questions for you. Did, did you try reading it with the red light? It's weird. It was too weird. <laughs> it's too spooky. It's, it's too, it's just like, I don't know. It's like, yeah, I mean, I guess you could, you could do that. Look, here's the thing. You could use it. <laughs> you could also use it. Maybe if you were getting up in the middle of the night, going to another room. And you needed something you could, to guide you on the way there. You could use it to guide you. Did, I don't did, know. did the band is the band did the band get uncomfortable after a while? That was my concern is that you'd be we, like reading for like a half an hour and then your head would start to hurt. Well, Mallory, I honestly couldn't wear it very long. It was it's so it's so bright. <laughs> I turned it on and was like, ah, ah. <laughs> it was like I it was like you know when you're I mean I'm sure this happens to everyone. You're in bed and you're like the person who you're in bed with your ears is still asleep and you start scrolling Instagram but you didn't realize like the sound was on and it, then all yes. of a sudden there's like a cuckoo clock or something. Yeah. And it's like Wah, wah, and you're like oh no oh yeah. no yes. It was like that, where I turned it on, I was like, ah, like it turned it off. That is very funny. Um, it's very bright. Uh, but I could see, look, if you have a trip to deep space planned <laughs> and you're going to be there alone with no lights, this is the perfect thing. Call, order this immediately. <laughs> this is what they should be selling. Well, Bria, for. you should save this in case you ever go to space. It's very true. Uh, but thank you so much for this. It's very funny. And I honestly am going to keep it because it could come in use like many a night if I'm like walking my dog late. I actually do get up in the morning sometimes when I have to be up really early and I'll get up before the sun and I always feel like it's a little too dark and I could put this on and not carry a flashlight. You know I'm, I mean? I'm going to test this out when, when the coronavirus is over and I'm very interested to see. Okay, but you tested out something different. What did you test out? So there was no note with this one so we didn't, we don't know who sent this one to us but very, a long time ago in the show, uh, we, it was much commented upon, and we talked about how I had a book weight, which is a 
basically it's a piece of rubber with two weights on the side, piece of thin rubber with two weights connected on the side of it. And it's for keeping a book open flat on a surface. Yes. And we brought it back up. Oh, oh, we brought it back up on an episode that we haven't, haven't aired yet. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Um, Yes, the, sometime in the future we'll be talking about it again. But um, one, I lost my book weight in the move. And two, I found a different brand of it on our for our Amazon wish list. And I put it on there and someone ordered it for us. So this is the, literally it's called the Superior Essentials uh, book weight. It says bookmark, mark, bookmark weight page holder. Um, and it is $13 on Amazon. I don't know if they are, again, don't know if they're delivering things. Probably not the best time to be ordering stuff off of Amazon. Um, but it is, it literally says superior on it and it's about, I don't know, five to six, maybe five to seven inches long. I have no concept of like, of, of space or size, uh, but it's not super big. Um, and it's about a couple inches high and it's a book weight. It's rubberized and you, it's, I use it personally for when like in the morning I'm having coffee or I'm eating breakfast. It's really good for like eating cereal when you're reading and you're like holding the bowl with one mm-hmm. hand and eating it and you want to keep your book open. I give this five out of five pages. I love this thing. Uh, it is called Superior and I think it is my favorite book weight I've ever ordered. I'm sad that the person who ordered it for us did not put a note so I can't thank them. I think this is amazing for, I mean, obviously this is only for print books. It's completely useless for an e-reader. But if you are a physical book reader and you... Um, like to eat and read all the time or you like to read and I don't know knit or do other stuff with your hands or actually Bria it might be useful for you because it would be good to keep a cookbook open yeah 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 that makes sense and because it's rubber if you could if you have the book at an angle it still stays up and it's really mm-hmm. and I actually don't like because it's not super big so you can kind of move it around on the page so it doesn't cover up that many that much of the words at, at one time and it's just not that big of a pain to move it. Um, I think the only problem with this would be it's too big for a mass market paperback. It is only it only would fit a trade paperback or a hardcover. Like it would just be too wide for a mass market paperback. Uh, mm. But I love this thing. This is a five out of five out of five page. This is like some next level reading stuff. This is a the item that you have in your home, and someone comes in and they go, "Oh shit." You are a book person for sure. Mm, yeah, definitely. I'm going to say I give mine four out of five pages because too, too I do bright. think it's quite useful. Maybe not for book reading, but for – look, I feel like I'd like um, a person who's real handy around the house would really like this. Like there's a lot of uses for this thing. It's yeah. just – and if you lived alone, you know, didn't – or, you know, just didn't need to worry about disturbing someone – at night, I think it could totally work. <laughs> Remember, you can send us book tech from our Amazon wish list to test out. Or if you have ideas, you can email them to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Time to solve a bookish problem from one of our listeners. Taylor writes in, I realize that I have what might be a pretty common reading problem. I'm out reading my holds list. To explain, I read a lot and fairly quickly. I can read up to four books at a time and finish them all in about a week. Because of this, I'm stuck in this limbo where I finished all my books and I don't have anything else to read because all my other books are still on hold. There are other books I want to read, but I can't add them to my holds list. Obviously, my holds list is maxed out. So now, instead of just having a TBR list, I'm also at the point where I have a to add to holds list. What do I do? Do I stop reading so many books at the same time? Do I get a new library card under a fake name so I can put more books on hold? Please help if you can. Bria, what should Taylor do? Wow. Taylor, first of all, this is not a common reading problem. This is fairly unique. A total flex, if you will. (laughs) Uh, You read very fast. You're a speed reader. You don't even need all of these speed things that we just went over. Um, 
If you're waiting that long for your hold, it sounds like you're only reading newish books to me. Ooh, I didn't even think about this. Because there's so, I don't know if you're an e-reader or not an e-reader, but as an e-reader, there's so many e-books that are available like right now. Like you can just go borrow them. Um, in fact, my library on Overdrive, you can go to ones that are like, I look at my wish list because I can't keep everything on hold, obviously. Um, and I I can go to my wish list and I can see like what's available right now and what has what it would have to wait. So I would go and maybe investigate some backlist stuff personally um you can we have suggestions um we often are not recommending brand new books especially on our recommendations shows there's uh, an entire book podcast dedicated to this called all the backlist um anyway there's any and uh, um a lot of book any podcast that's recommending books uh is going to do a lot of older books like what should i read next or something like that so if you're not just reading new books i think you're going to find a way to outpace your holds list and then you're just gonna have to combine like be ready for those new holds when they come especially if you're reading four books at a time though i don't think that should be a problem you also may be a good candle candle (laughs) (laughs) you also may be a good candidate uh you may be a good candidate for kindle unlimited Mm. um which is one where you can get you never were going to run out of books. You pay this monthly fee. You make sure you always have something in their library. I would just check. I have never become a Kindle Unlimited person because I don't feel like they have enough that I want to read. But also, I have real specific taste. You might as well. Um, but I would check and see if they have stuff. Any sort of these, like, monthly things that automatically show up, those would be good ideas for you. What, what do you think Taylor should do? Uh, so, obviously, I can't speak to the e-reading stuff, but if Taylor is a physical reader, I have a few tips. I didn't even think about that backlist thing, and I think uh, you were totally right. If It sounds like Taylor, if, they, if they're a print reader, they're trying to get, like, the newest, buzziest books, and they're waiting a long time. But the library still has lots of books in it. Uh, I think you should just look for some other things um and but if not if they're like all their holds are maxed out on new books and that's what they want to read uh definitely see if there's another library system close by you where you can get a library card um there are you know sometimes it's hard for us to speak to it because every library system is different but sometimes you don't need to be a resident you don't need like they're all they're all different so i would look into that um also maybe see if there's a little free library near you uh see if and and check that out every once in a while to supplement your reading maybe try a book swap group uh there's one in the reading glasses facebook group um people like send books to each other which is really cool uh also find i think Taylor needs to find out who else reads in their life and see if they can get some book swapping on because there's you know tons of people around you like ask your neighbors ask people like just it's a great conversation starter especially you know right now we're all lonely and sad and stuck in our houses like find out the people in your life and see if they read um also weird tip for taylor i don't know if they're interested in this but if they read this much and they're this into books it might be a good vocation for them uh taylor might want to get into book reviewing because then they can get mm. then they can get advanced review copies and they'll be drowning in them because you and I know that if you do anything in the book world, you get once you start getting access to advanced review copies, you are just drowning in them. Yeah, I agree because um, obviously Taylor reads so much. This would not feel like an additional. You could start a blog, send out, you know, let people know you've started said blog, and you're going to start getting stuff. Um, and also, obviously, Taylor should try audiobooks as well. If they are um, able to, I, I always assume that if people are a Reading Glasses fan, if they listen to podcasts at all, they should at least try an audiobook because clearly listening to stuff is sort of up your alley. Um, but yeah, I, I think that 
trying things in a different format if they're able to. And um, there's a bunch of different ways they can get more books in their life. Uh, so if you want us to solve your reader problem, you can send it to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. As always, we want to thank Danielle and Kathy who run our Facebook group and Chrissy and Rachel who moderate our Goodreads page. Remember, if you want to support us and look cool doing it, you can buy Reading Glasses tote bags and shirts and bookmarks in the Max Book Fun store. There's a link in the show notes. And if you like the show, you can rate and review us on iTunes for free and do something really nice for us. It's great for the show, helps us reach more listeners, makes us look really cool. Uh, we're cruising towards 1,000. I don't know especially now that we're in social distancing times. I don't know what we'll do when we hit 1,000, but we will still do something amazing. Um, you can help us reach that goal. Uh, you can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at readinggpodcast, on Instagram at readingglassespodcast. And you can always follow along on our bookish adventures using the general hashtag readingglassespodcast. Thanks for listening, and thanks for reading. Thanks for reading. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.